You are listening to the audio portion of the QB Power Hour webinar series. The QB Power Hour is a free bi-weekly webinar series for accounting professionals presented by Michelle Long and Dan DeLong, who are very passionate about the industry, QuickBooks, and apps that integrate with QuickBooks. You can find out all the details about the webinar series at qbpowerhour.com. So without further ado, here's Michelle and Dan. Hello and welcome to another edition of QB Power Hour. Uh, my name is Dan DeLong, and today we'll be talking about uh, a second in our series of niche nuances. Today we'll be talking about the construction industry. Um, I'm filling in for Michelle. She is on a training expedition, and uh, so she couldn't join us today. Uh, but we do have some, some uh, great guests today uh, joining us uh, and helping out. Uh, so we're going to just jump right in and, and uh, see where this takes us today. All right. Well, as you know, uh, Michelle Long is the, the main host of, of uh, the QB Power Hour. Uh, she is, an, an, I call her an intuit celebrity <laughs> in the accounting, in the accounting uh, space. Uh, she's the owner of Long for Success, out of Kansas, based out of Kansas City. She is a, a speaker, an author, a co-host, obviously, of the, the QB Power Hour. Um, if you, uh, you want to join the, uh, the Facebook groups and, and LinkedIn groups, um, she is a, a great person to, uh, to just be around and, and learn from. I, myself, am Dan DeLong. Um, I'm the owner of uh, Danwick. Uh, we try to transform businesses through technology. Um, so I'm here as more of like the tech side of things, and, and Michelle is here as the, uh, as the accounting and business professional. I've just recently uh, finished technically editing the QBO for Dummies edition. Uh, so that should be coming out soon. Um, and uh, a little update on the QB Power Hour webinar series. Um, obviously, we're going to continue as the QB Power Hour, but we're no longer offering uh, CPE credit. Um, that was just a, a little bit of a, a headache to handle. <laughs> I guess that's the easiest way to describe that. Um, obviously, our Facebook group has now changed to the QB Power Users community. Hector and Michelle are sharing that group um, to, to join in. Um, our topics are going to continue to be QuickBooks trip, uh, tips, what's new, troubleshooting. Um, we'll include a lot of more marketing, pricing, and uh, topics about to help accounting professionals succeed in their business. Uh, the, the PDF of the slides is, uh, is available here. There is a handout uh, that you can download. Um, and, and always, as always, we'll, we'll put the rec uh, recorded webinars up on Michelle's uh, YouTube channel. So you can always subscribe to that and watch, watch them uh, recorded. Now, I want, did want to mention uh, that today we do have a lot of screenshots in our presentation. So if you do download the, the handouts to, to go with that, uh, that would be um, that be a good idea. Uh, that way you can kind of either follow along on your own or um, you know zoom in if, uh, if if what's being presented isn't isn't able to be seen very well. Uh, so there's there's that uh, little tip there. Whoops, I went too far. So <laughs> um, so our uh, next episode for the QB Power Hour is uh, we're hoping to get on uh, Give. Uh, Give is a is an app that um, that works a lot with uh, with nonprofits and and uh, social social in, uh, I can't remember the terminology that he used but social um, architecture uh, I think is the the term that he used um, 
being able to, to automatically give or donate uh, from a from a small business perspective. Um, Regis uh, CEO is, a, is an awesome individual. They won the uh, the app showdown last uh, QB Connect. Um, so hopefully to have him on, um, and that will tie really well with uh, with our niche nuance that we had with the the nonprofit. You know how to bridge that uh, between your non nonprofit customers or clients that you might have and the nonprofit. So if you have both, that'd be even awesome to <laughs> to see it see how it happens. Uh, Hector's advanced webinars are the third Thursday of the month. They're two hours, uh, and they do offer um, CPE for paid subscribers. Uh, there's QuickBooks VCon and Roadshow, and that's where that's where Michelle is is out and about uh, doing her training. Um, you can always go to QBTrainingEvents.com to uh, to see what's uh, what's upcoming. Now, uh, our special guest today is Tanya Schulte. She is a 20 plus year experience in the construction industry. So, um, yeah, as I was uh, posting um, about about her joining us today, um, just a lot of uh, positive feedback for for Tanya herself as a, as an expert in this in this particular niche or niche. Or <laughs> uh, she's an advanced certified pro advisor um, and the co-founder of Schulte and Schulte. And, and what she does is she transforms small and medium commercial subcontractors, as well as offering a document management service or uh, contract management uh, to, to them. So Tanya, is there is there anything I missed there? Nope, that looks great. Thank you, Dan. Thanks for inviting me. Oh, awesome. So, you're such a wonderful person to have uh, have on and, and, uh, and, and just share your, your knowledge. You were at, you were at Scaling New Heights doing something similar to what we're what we're talking about, right? Yeah, absolutely. I got to be a part of a panel with uh, three other awesome, amazing uh, construction experts, and just do like this sort of surface level. Like, if you're considering uh, serving the construction industry, what are the types of things you might want to know and think about? Awesome. So our our first poll question that leads us to, do you have any construction clients? So let me just go ahead and launch that poll. All right, so that should be up there. So go ahead and uh, go ahead and answer. Do you have currently have any construction clients? So uh, Tanya, what what drew you to, uh, to the construction industry? <laughs> I sort of happened into it, like you said, 20 plus years ago. Um, I was taking some initial college courses in accounting and a friend of ours was an architect and home builder and he knew that I was taking those courses and he needed help um, with this a quote unquote new QuickBooks thing that he had purchased. <laughs> um, and so I jumped in and helped him and just sort of took off from there. Awesome. And um, what kept you? you know, in, uh, in the construction, like what didn't drive you away? Like, what do you, what do you find that you, you like about those, those types of clients? Yep. I love that question. And it actually got brought up at scaling in our panel as well. And my answer then is the same. Now I love the people in this industry. It's a very laid back industry. They're not hard to work with. They're very hard working. Um, and I just love working with that, sort of um, down-to-earth clientele. They're really cool to work with. Gotcha. All right, so I'm going to close the poll here. So we have, share the results. Okay, yeah, so it looks like the majority have a few uh, between one and three clients. 
Um, so that's that's great. So um, how many clients do you have, uh, Tanya, that um, in your, your scope since you this is your area of focus? Yeah, we have 12 total clients um, and they range everywhere from um, we just help them out every once in a while when they have questions and they want to call us, which is like a couple. And then we have three now just uh, four clients where we're doing a um, majority of their day-to-day -day bookkeeping. So that's that's kind of our mix. Gotcha. All right. And when I say bookkeeping, we also, for all of those guys, with the exception of one of them, offer contract management services as well. So we're kind of like their back office for all ah. intents and purposes. <laughs> gotcha. Now, one thing that uh, that I didn't even know is uh, is what we want to kind of talk about first is that there's actually different types of of construction clients just in general uh, or or contractor clients. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, when we when you first asked me to do this and you know what types of questions do I often get asked? A lot of people knowing that that we specialize in construction will come to me and say, I have a new construction client and I would like to have your input on what software we should use for them. And I always start here because there's a lot of different softwares out there, <laughs> pieces of software, and nothing is one size fit all, fits all. So um, we really need to start with this question when we're determining what kind of software we want to use, what kind of processes we're going to implement for them. Um, this is kind of the very basic question you need to know um, when you're coming towards this uh, construction industry. Am I going to serve the residential or the commercial industry? They're very different in their needs. Am I going to serve general contractors or maybe stick more on the specialized trade subcontractor side of thing? General contractors um, have a large amount of needs that they're going to be needing to pull into their accounting software. Um, specialized trade and subcontractors, it's more specialized as to what they'll need. So I think this is the basic question that you need to ask when you decide you want to be a trusted advisor for this type of client. And not saying that you can't serve all of these. We happen to not serve all of these. We happen to decide to niche even a little uh, lower down. But just knowing the difference and understanding that if you are going to serve both residential and commercial, you need to probably have a couple different uh, workflows for both of those. Gotcha. Now, do you find that um, that most of your your clients um, like grew grew into their own business or? Uh, or, or did they uh, join, you know, you know, start with it's like so-and-so and sons and now the son is, is coming over or does it, does it, does it vary? Mm, that's a good question. It varies. So we actually do have of those four that I said are our biggies where we're kind of their back office. We do a lot for them. Two of them are family run businesses that have grown over quite a few years. And we're working with the second generation. So that's kind of cool. Mm. Um, we also have um, one of those on that list that um, is brand new. He just started a year ago. So um, yeah, we have a kind of a mix of that. But I like that. I like that second generation thing. And, and we're working with the first generation too for both of them. So it's kind of cool to help those parents make that transition as they're handing stuff off to their kids. Right, right. And do you find that uh, the, the parents are um, holding on to some of their their practices and and, and like the, the 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 children are now like 
let's get into let's do away with some of the old things that mm-hmm. that we've been doing. Yeah. Yeah, what's cool about that for both of those clients, and we're picky, like we're very picky about who we'll work with and we're picky in our marketing. So um, we target a certain type of person that's going to come to us because because we are moving towards the cloud accounting only. Mm. Um, that's our, our um, pushing drive for our clients is to help them get into cloud accounting. Um, and so we have a lot of clients that come to us because of that. Like they want to move away. So part of it, I think, is that push from the younger generation that they're saying to their parents, this is great, you've built a great business, um, and we just want to help you know, move it into some newer um, ideas and concepts. Um, but neither one of those of the older generation, they're not against it at all. They're very much for it, and they like the idea that their business is going to continue to thrive and grow in this new era. Gotcha. And uh, yeah, I mean, they, they certainly trust the they're in, in trusting hands by, by handing it off to their, to their child. Cause it's, it's almost like another baby, <laughs> right? It was another baby to them that they're handing off to their own, their own uh, flesh and blood. Right. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's interesting that you said that because one of our bigger clients, um, you can very much feel that, especially from the mom that she's like watched this little baby business grow and she's very, very proud of it. So that mm-hmm. it is cool. It's cool <laughs> to be a part of that. Awesome. So you mentioned uh, you mentioned something about um, you know QuickBooks Online and going to the cloud and you know there's all there's that mindset that's out there that you know QuickBooks Online is not a uh, is not the platform for for this kind of industry. Um, I love graphic. <laughs> <laughs> I know it just kind of fit fed right into it because I was like, well, what do we put in here, you know? <laughs> um, but, but yeah, I mean, most people are, 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 are the Batman in this, uh, <laughs> this situation. <laughs> They're like, oh, no, 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 no. Desktop all the way or not even, not even QuickBooks. Uh, so talk a little bit about that kind of, uh, that kind of mindset or transition to the cloud in this kind of industry. Yeah. Um, so when I decided that I wanted to do this on my own, you know, after having worked my way up into the corporate accounting departments over the last 20 years, and when I decided a few years ago to branch out and start helping people um, and outsourcing the service, one of the things I just immediately was drawn to was the idea of being able to do it in the cloud, of not having to drive all over um, where we live here in Phoenix, and of being able to serve clients all over the country, maybe in different parts of the world even, if that came about. Um, and so I just heavily dived into the QuickBooks online side of things. Um, and at that time, um, when we started doing it, of course they didn't have the projects module, which is a big step up. Um, but even then, there were a lot of tools that we could use. and. We are kind of, we've kind of been on the forefront of that and on the cutting edge. And that's why I said we, we've been able to market to those people who want to move in that direction. And they've been told by other providers that they can't. We even, um, we have a CPA firm that we get a lot of referrals from because that particular firm doesn't really um, do anything in QuickBooks Online, but they know that we do. Oh. Um, and so they send a lot of people our way and say, hey, these are definitely your the people who can help you get it done and get it done right. Cause you know, they know that we understand job costing and whip reports and AIA billings and that we can see the path to getting that done 
in the cloud, which is pretty cool. That's that's awesome. Yeah, because uh, I, I remember talking to folks, you know, about, you know, there was always that mindset of, you know, QBO doesn't do job costing, right? Like, uh, but then there's always that, well, what kind of, what do you, what is your definition of job costing? You know, because if you right. just need to know, you know, initially, you know, just back in the, the, the golden days the <laughs> of QBO, even with QBO Plus, you know, if you just needed to know the, the, the bottom line, you could do that, you know. So the question is, right. then becomes Profit just, for job. yeah, the, the question becomes like, well, what, what do you call job costing? So then it's just yeah. uh, having a, a deeper discussion with your client. Um, with regards yeah, and to what they what they want. Exactly, that's a really good point because we have one client um, who has been doing it for a long time. And when he first came to our firm, and he and I sat down and started talking, and we started having that kind of conversations. So what is job costing to you? And he said, "I've been doing this a long time, and I can see that you've been doing this a long time. And I don't need detailed job reports. I just want you." To to send me a profit and loss per job every month, and if it looks to me like something is off and some class of goods sold account, I, I can I'll be able to see that, and I think this will work really well, and it has. So for him, um, it's just a very simple um, process. Other people want much more detailed reporting or need much more detailed reporting, um, depending on you know their bonding requirements and things like that. So um, yeah, it just depends on what the needs of the client are. Yeah. Is there is there any kind of client that that would come to you and 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 you would say, well, no, that's, we can't do that. Like the, their, their needs are too great. Yeah. Well, and like I said, we, for our particular practice, we've chosen um, to really be picky. Um, we, when, and when we didn't do that at the very beginning, at the very beginning, we said we will do any construction client. We'll work with any construction client. Mm -hmm. um, and it just didn't work as well for us in terms of internally that, um, it's just like you hear all the time about working within a niche, even within the construction industry, going back to our very first topic, that there's all these different nuances to residential versus commercial and, um, you know, GC versus subcontractor, general contractor versus sub. So um, we've decided that for us, we want to work in the commercial space because residential is a whole different animal and requires um, different things. And that we want to work um, with mostly subcontractors, although we do have some generals as well. Um, but for us, it was a matter of just workflows, right? Like we just wanted to be able to build out one set of workflow. And then when that right client comes to us, we're able to completely speak their language and show them a workflow from start to finish. And we don't have to reinvent the wheel every time, depending on whether they're residential or commercial or they're general or that. So um, it just made it simpler for us to, to really hone in and focus on one thing. Um, and I think that's that's a, a personal preference. So just knowing that there are those differences allows you to build for that and, and anticipate that, right? Nice. And what kind of, um, you know, tips and tricks, you know, since we're talking, you know, looking at tips and tricks here, what do you find works best in, in QuickBooks for the construction industry? Well, obviously, the projects module was a huge step forward. In fact, when they announced it um, last year at uh, QB Connect and I said they wanted beta testers, we were the, among the first to raise our hands and say, yes, please let us beta test it. Nice. Uh, yeah, and so that was really exciting for us. We were very, very excited about it. 
I think there are still, uh, you know, it's just like everything else in QBO, it has room to grow. Um, but in terms of tips and tricks, I would say, um, if you're working in just QBO, um, some things to know is that, like I said, it still has room to grow. So you can do um, that profit and loss type of job costing quite easily now in um, projects. You can see, I love the visual way that they've got it laid out. And we'll, we'll, can, we'll see that in some of our screenshots and that you can see the, um, the profit and loss in, in a visual um, format. It's very nice for your clients. Excuse me. Um, and then just know that you're not going to get like detailed level job costing reports like say a QuickBooks Enterprise um, version would offer you. Mm -hmm. So some tips and tricks that we have encountered are things like if you want um, estimates versus actuals, you kind of have to build that out um, in the budgeting side of things. You have to, um, you can't do everything in projects, I guess would be my main tip. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Uh, did have a question here that says like what are the what is the differences between residential versus commercial um, in terms of bookkeeping? That's a great question. Um, residential, um, typically when you're in the residential space, um, and, and the, so residential versus commercial from the GC level isn't as different, although it does have nuances of difference. Um, but I would say for us, the difference between the residential work and the commercial came not as much in the bookkeeping as it did in the overall mindset of the end user. Um, and so the stress level of our residential GCs tended to be higher because they were dealing with a much more involved and, um, a, you know, a person who is constantly changing their mind. So there's like a higher level of change orders typically mm -hmm. in residential when you're dealing with like, um, uh, you know, custom build homes. People come in and say, this is what we're going to do. And then, oh, no, you know what? We decided we don't want to go with granite. We're going to go with marble. And so there was just a lot of constant change on the residential side. Not saying that there aren't change orders on the commercial side. There often have to be, but um, it's a lot less of that. And so there was a lot less time involved in us for that, too. Um, and then, like I said, just higher stress levels on the residential <laughs> side, I can be honest. <laughs> no, because of the, the, the business owner or the the homeowner. <laughs> yeah, and then that translates. Like, you know, everything rolls downhill. So um, we just found for us, because of the, the high level of work that was involved in those, like, constant changes and and um, – and the other thing too, like when you're dealing with residential versus commercial, a lot of your residential clients will need, again, going back to the differences in software needs, they'll want something like um, Builder Trend, um, and, you know, as a, a software that's out there for them, because they need to be able to um, give their clients a lot of options. They want to give them tile options and, and um, you know, hardwood flooring options and paint options. Um, so there's just a lot more we found. There was a lot more help on the setup side of things even um, that took a lot of time out of our workflow and out of our day. Gotcha. Now I remember um, Intuit had a software that they acquired called Master Builder. Had you, had you ever used that? No. No? Okay. Yeah, that was a, that was a back in 2002, I think was when, the, when they had originally had that. And 
I just remember uh, talking to people who were in the support organizations like this is not QuickBooks at all. You know, <laughs> it was so different of a, of a desktop software for that. But it was tailored specifically to, you know, that that kind of industry. Yeah, uh, for ho residential home building. Yeah. Well, for for construction in general, you know, for, for any kind of contracting type of type of client. Gotcha. All right, well, that gives, actually gives us to our next poll question, which is, whoops, what version of QuickBooks do you mostly use? This is a good question. So we know you're focused mostly on the cloud, but there is still a, something out there. <laughs> There's another software out there, you know, uh, QuickBooksDesk.org, a combination of both. We both have a client. Um, one of our bigger clients that's still on the enterprise um, version of QuickBooks. Mm -hmm. um, our only requirement, because like I said, we are strictly remote, so our only requirement when we're bringing on um, clients like that is that they have to have something like a right networks um, or their own internal post, you know, server where we can log in. So. Right. Yeah, that, that, that just, you know, being something on site uh, can just, it just takes so much out of your day to, to be on site with them, right? Right, and we've worked with people all the way from um, California to Texas to New York, so that'd be impossible. Yeah, <laughs> right. Okay, so I'm gonna go ahead and close the poll and share the results. So yeah, it looks um, a lot of people here are on, on QuickBooks Online, 41% and 24% for desktop and then a mixture. So so you're, you're talking to the right group, Tanya. <laughs> We can do it, guys. We can do <laughs> job costing in the cloud. Right, right. Okay, so that's um, so streamlining and automating processes. I mean, this is really speaking to you know becoming that transformative advisor that was was the theme of, of scaling new heights. You know, just making things easy for uh, for for not just yourself, but for but for your clients. So let's talk a little bit about these these three things here: the WIP. Um, which is a work in progress, and the AIA stands for what again? Uh, Ar Ar Architectural <laughs> Institute of America, I believe. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> and job costing itself. So, you know, talk a little bit about those uh, those kind of workflows that that you've helped to, to streamline and automate those processes for your clients. And just uh, yeah, we've got some screenshots, so just let me know to go to the next screenshot as you as you. See fit. Okay, um, that sounds good. I I will say I think let's just kind of talk briefly about what each one of these is. So, um, work in process. Um, anybody that's worked in manufacturing space might have heard that term as well. Um, but it's basically just understanding, especially for your um, long-term projects, what work do we have in progress? Um, what percentage are we complete on that? And then, therefore, understanding um, on an accrual basis what that means to our books and our, um, you know, our income statement, um, how that affects the income statement, for the most part. Um, and we can talk about that, but again, I'm just trying to do like a, a high-level thing of how to streamline that. If that's something that your clients need, there are ways that that can be done, um, even using cloud-based tools. And um, AIA billing, that's a huge thing that if you're helping your clients with that, which like I said, we are because we do a lot of their day-to-day -day operational back office stuff, 
So if you're actually helping your client with that, or if you're wanting to give them some better tools for doing that, there are some great cloud-based tools that streamline and automate that. And if you do AIA billings for your clients, you know that that's a huge boon to have that be an automated process. Um, and then job costing, like you said, what is job costing? There's varying levels of that, and depending on what you need, um, you can have tools that can take you from a real deep dive into job costing um, all the way to, you know, we just need to know the basics and are we making a profit on every job or not? So let's go ahead and go to that first screenshot, Dan. Oop, there, change the slides. <laughs> okay, all right, what are we looking at here? <laughs> yeah, so this, this is, is one of books. our... <laughs> this is one of our favorite tools, one of our favorite apps to add in to integrate with uh, QuickBooks Online. Some of you uh, might be familiar with it. It's called Noify. Um, and we have a little test account that we play around with in, uh, in our Noify Advisor portal all the time. This is our test account. And I just wanted to show you kind of, again, the overall view of how job costing works here. And one thing that you and I talked about, Dan, is just like, um, you know, every different business is different. So a roofer, a roofer needs different tools than a, a person who's laying tile, right, in their trade. So this is one tool that we use, and it's not a one-size-fit-all tool, um, but I just wanted to kind of give you guys some ideas um, as you're thinking about how you can streamline things for your clients. Um, uh, these are great tools. So let's talk about this one. Noify has um, built job costing, as you can see here, kind of this screenshot shows you that you can see right away what the revenue and costs are and even like your um, current profit percentage. So if everything's being entered on a daily basis, uh, well, in Noify, this gives your clients a really great instant picture of uh, their profitability on jobs and, and what they build, what their costs are and where they're at. Let's take a look at the next one too, because it's a little bit of a deeper dive. Do you find with Noify that um, the, you would have the client live in Noify when you when you have them set up in, in this case? Would, they would live in Noify and then you would really just handle the, the QuickBooks foundational financial information or would they would they be in both or does it depend? Yeah, uh, I guess it could depend. I would say typically when we have a client on Noify that, that you're exactly correct with your first um, guess, they're living here. This is basically their project management tool. And there's a lot of pieces that go into Noify that are great for them for project management. Like you can see up here, plan and track, um, their contract and their change orders they can see um, at the top up there if you're looking at that menu going across. They can upload um, photos, documents, RFIs. Um, so there's a lot of project management that's happening for them and Noify, they can do scheduling and time tracking. There's a lot that we're not even diving into since we're just talking job costing. Um, but yeah, they live here and then Noify has a um, two-way sync, meaning that if you um, enter a bill here in Noify and then uh, your outsourced bookkeeper pays it <laughs> in QBO, you're going to see that over here in Noify. So you'll you know, the bill goes from Noify to QuickBooks and the payment comes back and a lot of a lot of things in Noify are two-way sync. So that helps um, everybody, both the person who's doing the project management and the person who's doing the bookkeeping has real-time information all the time. Yeah, and then um, then they're not forced to upgrade to QB Advanced <laughs> if, um, <laughs> if they have too many users, right? <laughs> right, exactly. Keep those but costs that, down. <laughs> 
that funky little message. You you could upgrade, and my clients are calling me going, I could upgrade to what? What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, now this I just was gonna show you too on this as far as like streamlining processes for them. Um, there this tool that Noify has for building this plan and track is so um, cool, and it can be multi-layered. They could just say. Um, you know, we have these three phases, which is kind of, I think, what this particular uh, job looks like. But it breaks it down for them between material, labor, and subs. And it's just really simple and easy for them to get this information in here and then be constantly tracking all of that cost information. Um, and, you know, then your profit and loss, your revenue stuff, it's all in one, one location that's really easy for them to see. That's one of the things I love about Noify. So visual and so pretty. So it's not only just uh, something that they can uh, track the, uh, the the profitability, but they could also manage that manage their 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 contractors with, like they could assign work to to someone. Yeah, yeah, great point. Yep. So like they can do all their scheduling for their internal employees, and they also can schedule subs. Um, and do a lot of work with their subcontractors through here as well in terms of project management. Yeah. And then can they keep track of their time that way as well and, and that sinks back and forth? Yes. Awesome. Yeah. Right. So a lot of really good project management and job costing capabilities going on right here. Very cool. Yeah. Good, good, good questions. Um, back to the, the AIA. So we, we were just talking kind of like job costing stuff. In terms of AIA billing, these are just a couple of screenshots of how AIA works in Noify, which again, to automate the AIA billing process is is huge. Um, and this, if, if you turn this feature on, it is a feature you have to turn on in Noify, it gives you the ability to set up every job as a, uh, a that you need to as a fixed bid with um, AIA billing. And then you can see on here a couple of things of note. Um, you can set up what amount of retention needs to be held. So if you look kind of in the middle of your screen there, um, this is this particular job is set up to hold 10% retention. And then because you've already built out your plan and track, you've got your budget in there um, and your and your proposal, all that's housed here in Noify. Um, when it comes time to bill on that particular job. It's very, very easy, as you can see down here at the bottom. Everything's already built in. All you have to do is come in here to Noify and say, yep, we're 100% done on the underground phase, 20% done on the rough end phase. Let's send this invoice over. And then I think our next screenshot, Dan, shows them what that um, invoice looks like. So it's the AIA format. If you guys are familiar with how an AIA billing looks, um, Noify creates this with all that information that we were putting in on the last screen. Um, tells them they're all the information that they would need on an AIA billing. Um, and si you can sign it right with a Noify too. Like I signed this yesterday. <laughs> ah. <laughs> and they can do it digitally? Uh, yep. And they can email it out right out of Noify. So kind of like a little DocuSign, make it easy for someone to, to approve the process. Yep. Awesome. Absolutely. If you, I think the next screen, too, is the second page, the schedule of values, the continuation sheet that often comes with AIA. So that's the way that Noify creates it. They, they've designed it really well um, that it comes across with both pages that you would typically need in an AIA billing. I, I don't know how many people in here use it. We should have asked a poll question. How many people do AIA billings? But 
Um, for us, I've done AIA billings for most of my career, and I've gone from back in the day, I was actually hand filling them in <laughs> with pencil and pen um, to you know a lot of Excel spreadsheets down through the years. But this is so nice because I don't have to go back and forth between QuickBooks and my Excel spreadsheet. All the information is stored in one location, and all I have to do is put in the percentages I want to bill every month. That's 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 a nice. I mean that 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 that'll just make your life a lot easier as well as uh, as well as the client. And as I was gonna say, even if you're not preparing AIA billings for your client, being able to hand them a tool as powerful as this and let them know that they can do all of their planning and tracking and all of their proposals and all their AIA billings in one tool. That's a that's a really great thing for you as a trusted advisor to be able to hand off to your client. Yeah, it just allows them to focus on their business, not managing their business. Take off exactly. the construction hat and put on some other hat <laughs> that uh, yeah. that that they're they're not familiar with. Yeah. Right, and so it just gives them the ability to have to spend less time in that in that second hat if, if they're the ones that are going to be handling all of this. Awesome. Uh, so what are we looking at? Let's here? take a look at that. Oh yeah, so. This is one more piece that I think is brilliant that is built into Noify. So if, if you're um, either doing or helping your clients prepare um, work and process reports, um, Noify's advanced job report can give you nearly everything that you need um, to come up with your WIP reporting. I, I would take, so this is straight out of Noify. This is basically like, I kind of split it in half. You can see it goes from like A to P and then Q on. Um, this is one report that you can download out of Noify. And I, for WIP reporting, there's a couple of other things that we need to add. So I just take this report and just add um, some extra columns to their report. But it just makes it so easy to have all of this information already um, within Noify in an easy to use report format that, you know, like I said, you can download it to Excel and manipulate it as you need. Um, and it, because we do WIP reporting for a lot of our clients, and when we're doing out of QuickBooks Online, it is not that simple. We have to do a lot more manipulating of the data. But within Noify, you can download this one report um, into you know a worksheet that you've already got set up. You've got your columns, your extra columns already there. You can have a WIP report done in in seconds, where it might take hours trying to do it with some other tools. Yeah, I, I remember talking to you know a, a couple um, home builders, and they wanted to use assembly items in desktop to track their their work in progress you know as far as the accounting side of things and yeah we can kind of do it that way but um, <laughs> probably not the best way to handle that sort of thing yeah there's it's interesting because people always have like all these different um, things that they've seen done or that they've done in the past and that they you know it there's a lot of extra work that you can put into it but if you have Good tools like Noify, where it's already built in, and you don't have to do those workarounds. That makes it really so much easier. Yeah. All right. Let's take a look at this. So when we move on to this. This is so you know that's Noify is a great tool, and there's a lot to be said for it. Um, you know, just like we talked about, when you have those conversations with your clients, um, if they don't need that in-depth level of project management um, or job costing. Projects within QBO really is wonderful in many, many ways. And so 
this screenshot is kind of the same as that first screenshot we were looking at in Noify, where you have that overall view of all of your jobs, um, what's been built on them, what the costs are, what your profit, current profit margin is. You even like if I had um, payroll um, hooked up to this particular uh, test account and I was running payroll through here, once I process a payroll and tie it back to each of these jobs, it would show me how many hours I had on that job on this screen. Um, so just a lot of really good information for your construction clients that they want to know at a glance for every one of their projects. And um, this is, uh, some of our clients will get all excited and come to us and they're like, I can see like real time work and process information that you've been giving me only monthly. I can see it every day now on my projects module. <laughs> Isn't that cool? So I don't know. These are the, these are the things that get an accountant excited, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cause <laughs> Ooh, I mean, profit margin daily yeah I mean it's so it's so simple that it's it, it takes a lot of worry you know that I could see you know the, uh, uh, because that that's typically where construction people fail is they they do things by gut right wow. um, you know and they're like well I think I'm building enough or I think this is the way my dad did it <laughs> right but right. now they can see you know at a glance like oh oh that, that blue line is <laughs> more than the green. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. One other quick thing I wanted to point out on this screen, and I didn't do any screenshots of it, but I would suggest everybody, um, if you're able to, like we do, have a test account and play around um, in projects, the hourly cost rate that's up there in the top right-hand corner is a really cool tool. You have to, I'm not sure if you can, uh, I'm pretty sure you can do it without setting up. Yeah, we have just workers set up in there. You can play around with it. But it allows you to create burdened cost rates for every one of your employees, um, which is a great tool for them to use too. Because back to what you were just saying, not guessing, if you can come up with a really good labor burden that you're using when you're doing your, your costs, um, that's just so helpful when they're trying to figure out our, you know, what, where, where are things going wrong if they happen to be going wrong, or what are we doing right? So. Um, well, moving on to again, the uh, yeah, so we got uh, this it's is a little deep, bit deeper dive, deeper dive, right? Yep. So again, they were looking at all the the jobs on that screen. Here, you kind of get to dive in a little bit deeper and see for this one particular job. Again, the green and the blue lines, which profit margin is, and then how that ties out. So, um, like in the cost of goods sold um, line, like I said, if we had labor tied in here, that would be giving us an hourly time cost as well. So just better, more information about what, what you're doing on that job and, and where your costs are. Awesome. Um, and then really quickly too, I just want to say that uh, while QuickBooks Online doesn't offer that printed out AIA billing, they do have now, um, which is really cool as well, progress billing. So you do have the ability to create progress invoices within um, QuickBooks now and uh, yeah. make the you know do a, a progress invoice off of an estimate. So that's just another automated thing that you no longer have to do. Back in the day when we were doing this in QuickBooks Online for some of our clients when we first started, mm -hmm. um, we had all these workarounds that we had to use to do progress invoices, but we don't have to do that anymore. It's very nice to have progress invoicing built into QuickBooks Online now. Right, and uh, I always know when uh, you know when we release or uh, when Intuit would release a, a new feature. There's always a yay, but right? <laughs> you know, it doesn't do everything, but uh, but there's uh, 
you know, the lion's share is is now, you know, addressed by that. I think your the next screenshot kind of speaks exactly to that because um, in QuickBooks Enterprise, if I enter an estimate, I can enter a cost and a markup, and then I have my cost and my revenue all in that estimate, and then I can go in and I can pull up an estimates versus actuals report um, and see how we're doing. Well, in QuickBooks Online, um, we do have to, to still have some um, tips and tricks, some workarounds. This one I actually learned from Stacey Kildall, and um, she's awesome. And we go in and create budgets, um, and you can within QuickBooks Online, um, you know, have those budgets be subdivided by customer. So you can go clear down to the project level, and then that's how you can come up with your estimates versus actual. So again, it's not like like you were just saying, yay, we can do progress <laughs> invoicing, but we don't have the ability yet to enter that as a cost plus markup yet, and and actually see estimates versus actual. So you have to do a little bit of work. To make that happen. So you would handle it by as, on a budgeting aspect, uh, as opposed to you know a built-in report or trying to manipulate a report or the data that's in there, right? Yeah, there's really not a great way to get estimates versus actuals unless you go out and create a budget for every project. Gotcha. All right. So then, um, company size considerations. Let's talk a little bit about that. So. Um, when you have a smaller construction company versus larger, what, uh, what, how, how does that work for you? Yeah, um, you and I talked about this just a little bit, Dan. So, you know, like I said, we have our one client that really understands his numbers and he feels confident that he can, he doesn't have to have um, super detailed reporting. Very, he, it, himself, he's a small remodeler, it's himself and one other guy that works for him um, so we're able to run everything out of essentials for him because we can just run a profit and loss um, and subdivide it by sub customer and he's happy. And so that, you know, just knowing up front, again, kind of going back to our original question, like who are you working for? Um, if, as a trusted advisor, it makes sense to really understand the tools that you have in your own tool belt and is that tool going to fit the needs of this particular job? And so in that case, Essentials works for him. As I said, we still do have one client who's still on QuickBooks Enterprise that we um, can log into their um, server and do stuff for them on Enterprise. Um, and that tool fits them. They have, uh, I think, almost 100 employees now. Um, much more detailed job costing requirements because of their bonding requirements and things that we're working with them on. So just, I think the size of the company and, and also their needs, like what is it that they're trying to accomplish? So if you, you do need to have um, bonding and you have to have detailed work and process reports and it's very important that, or even for company management, if your company is large enough that it's very important to management to see very detailed job costing numbers that might play into um, your choice of tool to use in that situation. Fantastic. And then um, another niche or nuance here is, is, is adding value added services to your, to your repertoire. So you, you do this uh, contract management uh, service as, as your, as, as your firms. Tell us a little about that. Yeah, so we actually, because I've spent 20 years in the industry um, and various places that I 
uh, was an employee, a W-2 employee, would say to me, hey, you know, you're doing the accounting, but we also need you to understand when we're ordering certificates of insurance. So we're going to send you to this two-day class uh, so you'll understand certificates of insurance better. So I had a lot of experience that I brought with me. I knew about 20-day um, preliminary notices and lien waivers um, and just a lot of that other side of the business besides just the accounting piece. And when we first hung out our shingle and said we'd go to work and that we would help with accounting, we would find more and more that people would say to us, well, how does this process that we're doing in accounting tie in to these other processes? And finally, one of our um, clients came to us and said, we see how knowledgeable you are with those other uh, aspects of our business. Would you be willing to step in and help us? And so uh, we built out a whole workflow for them that we've now been able to add on as a value add for other clients, which includes um, processing their certificate, you know, requesting their certificates of insurance, um, sending out their preliminary notices, um, helping them make sure that their um, lien waivers are correct before they get signed, um, and a lot of other things. And one of the things that I tell people often who ask me about how to add value-added services um, is talk to your clients. Like when you're having conversations with your clients, what are their needs? Um, if you have a lot of clients who are struggling, like a lot of our trade clients are, with um, finding help, um, Find a trusted HR partner that you can outsource work that they can help them uh, create better employment ads. Or is that something that your firm could offer? Is there a way that your firm could step in and help them um, recruit? So I think um, it's all, especially as we move into this new era where a lot of the accounting is more streamlined and automated and we have a lot less data entry to do, um, there are ways that you can find out what is what are other things that your clients don't know that you can bring some expertise to the table, or is there a way that if, you know if your firm has uh, employees, is there a way that you could hire an HR specialist if a lot of your clients need human resources help? So um, it's just about again having those good conversations with them and being that that advisor that says either I don't know, but let me help you find the person who does, or I don't know, let me find out, or yes, we have that experience, let us help you um, do that other thing as well. Yeah, and uh, you know, using that uh, contractor analogy, I mean, you're, you're almost like a general contractor at that point where you've got you know, all these things that you're managing for that, for that particular client, you know, and, and it could be uh, something you know, business-related, like business, uh, business forms for contractors, or uh, even websites, you know, for contractors, you know, those types of things that uh, along every part of their business, you can now dive in a little bit deeper um, and be and be um, be that kind of advisor. And not only that, you're you're speaking their lingo, right? You know, so just having that that kind of conversation back and forth is just going to align you more to that kind of to, particular client. Yeah, I think that's the beauty of this whole idea of having a niche slash niche for our Canadian folks. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, the, that's the beauty of it is that the more that you are really focused on that industry and understanding their needs, the better you are able to help them with all their needs. Awesome. So, oops, I keep... So, um, Tanya, thank you for, for, for joining us today. Uh, really, 
a wealth of knowledge, um, and, and I really appreciate you coming on, and especially on short notice. <laughs> and uh, and uh, Matt uh, Fulton, Matt Fulton has been helping us out with the uh, with the questions. Uh, so I wanted to give him an opportunity to to pipe in and, and say hello. And uh, is there anything that you saw, Matt, in the in the questions as a as a recurring theme that maybe we should talk a little bit about with uh, with with Tanya? Yeah, thank you. Um, there's actually a couple of good questions that I wasn't quite sure how to answer. Um, one of them was, uh, had to do with, it was, um, can balance sheet accounts be used in budgeting with Noify? And is the budget limited to a year or can it be run for the life of the project? It can be run for the life of the project. So that one I can answer right away. I'm with you, Matt. I. I'm not sure if balance sheet accounts can be used in that budget. Um, what would be the purpose of that? I'm wondering if maybe they're they're thinking in terms of like a retention. Um, you know, if they want to put it into the questions, I'll be sure to bring that back up as well. Um, and one thing I will say, I, I have something in the back of my mind about that that maybe maybe that they're coming at that from a little bit different standpoint, like a home builder. Um, work in process, a lot of people manage that on the balance sheet, right, instead of having it in cost of goods sold always on the on the income statement. So in that case, again, with no um, one tool being one size fit all, I think that um, uh, something like co-construct or something like that might be a better tool in that case. Okay. And then a, a really interesting one was, does Nofi or any other QB software have ability to track change orders from vendors? Everything I've seen related to change orders functions are on the invoice customer side only. So anything that's tracking change orders on the vendor side, so it sounds like there'd be changes of purchase order, what was received, I guess. Yeah, maybe, and there's a way to do like purchase order adjustments, obviously. I would say um, within Noify, if you're um, handling your subcontractors in Noify, there's definitely a way that you can update uh, your plan and track and your phases for that subcontractor, and you would be able to add in a change order there. So for sure, Noify could handle that. That's a great point. The plan and track really does a phenomenal job in Noify. You're right. You can really just, you can set up what your expectations are and then just change it to exactly what you used. So that's a good point. Yeah. Awesome. here um, great great stuff really really good information um, again we we love Noify personally that's what we use in our practice too awesome so we have um, just kind of wrapping up here so we have some upcoming webinars Hector's uh, advanced webinars uh, third to third Thursday of the month or two hours uh, CPE for paid subscribers and coming up with the uh, QB power Hour, we're gonna have some more niche nuances and Appifying the process. I guess my uh, spell checker did not like the word appify. So it's not applying the processes, it's appify, as, as Michelle is uh, uh, honing in on that uh, the trademark. <laughs> um, so I do have another, another one last poll to, uh, to do here. So uh, just really, did you learn something new today? I mean, for me, you were just a wealth of wealth of knowledge and uh, we could probably talk for hours about this, <laughs> this, this sort of yeah. thing. Well, when you and I were talking about it, Dan, I said, thanks for asking me to talk about this because I, I get excited about it. It's what I enjoy. I'm passionate about it. So it's fun to talk about. Yeah. And, and uh, it, it's, it's stuff that you just kind of want to 
share with others, whether they want it or not, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, my, my family gives me a hard time because I'll drive around town and be like, oh, I know who's doing the plumbing on that job, and I know who's doing the roofing over there, and they're like, so? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, my dad was an electrician uh, when I was a kid, and he would do the, the same things. Like, I put up those lights, I put up those yeah. lights. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Great. <laughs> great, Dad. Thanks. <laughs> We're excited about that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The things we get excited about. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to close the poll and uh, overwhelming yes. <laughs> awesome. Uh, so, so definitely thank you so much, Tanya, for, for joining us today. Uh, Matt, again, thank you on, on uh, last second coming in and and helping out with the with the Q and A, uh, really appreciate you you being uh, flexible and willing to come in. Um, so, yeah. Thank so. you, Matt. Anytime. I love this stuff. <laughs> awesome. Well, again, thanks for joining us today on the QB Power Hour. I really appreciate uh, everybody coming in, and uh, we're gonna you know share this video on Michelle's uh, YouTube. So if you did miss something and want to review it. Uh, we'll definitely have it uh, have it up on the on the YouTube channel uh, as well. So thanks again for joining us. Hey, thanks, Tanya. Thank you, Matt. And uh, hope everybody has a great day. Thanks. We hope you enjoyed listening to the QB Power Hour podcast. If you have any questions, feel free to ask them in our Facebook group. You can find those resources and much more at qbpowerhour.com.